because it is so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day little dramas where we kind of, or even we just get so caught up in the dramas that fold, that unfold on our phones, that we're like, okay, this is all there is, you know, this news, this social media, these people, and it's like, you get so caught up in your own little world that you really forget the bigger picture, and oftentimes they're not, I feel like that creates a lot of suffering for people, where it's not needed, you know, it's like we're fighting so hard for our stake and our little land that we have, not realizing there's a much bigger land, much bigger world out there that we that we can all have a part of that is fully abundant. But because we're so caught up in our own bullshit, we can't possibly perceive the bigger picture. <laughs> and um, I think there's a lot of other things out there that also gives you this effect. Um, and I know for me, especially this comes in the form of like um, certain shows um, or anime that I kind of want to talk about a little bit today. Um, so recently, well, last night I was watching this anime film called um, Makia, uh, When the Promised Flower Blooms. And essentially it's about kind of like a race of immortal people called the Yorfs that live amongst regular people. Um, and, well, you know, of course, it's like when you're immortal and you... Because usually they would live in their own immortal Yorf land where everyone is just um, the same race, the same species. They they have the same perception of life in terms that it's very long because they can live up to hundreds and hundreds of years. Um so when they're together, it feels like, oh, okay, this is this is fine. But say you leave your land, which is what happens with the main character, Makia. Um, well, she kind of was forced to because they got invaded and stuff. Um, and she stumbles upon like a baby, abandoned baby in the vagrant camp or something. And she decides to raise him. But the thing is... By the time that baby turns a hundred and dies, she won't even look past her twenties, you know? And it's like, it's so precious and it's so sad how human life is actually so small and so feeble. Because if you imagine it from an immortal-like um, being's perspective... All the pity little dramas that people have, it's like, well, it doesn't matter because you're, you're going to die in a hundred years and I'm going to live to a thousand. So it's like this little drama, this little slice of time in my life, it's so insignificant and it's so not worth getting so caught up in. That when you see kind of these immortal beings in their perspective, living amongst regular day-old, day-to-day human beings like us, it's like, wow, who gives a shit, man? Like, why are we so mad? Why are we so anxious and so caught up And all of these things that we are so caught up in? It's like, it doesn't, it's so short of a life. 
um, well, essentially, in the film, I'll talk a little bit about it. Um, the humans invade the Eorf kingdom because they wanted the royalty to breed with another Eorf person, so that they also have immortality. Right? Makes sense. You know, you wanna make your baby who might be king or queen to be immortal, so that the royal blood stays in the family line, kind of thing. Um, but um, amongst the chaos. Another person, Makia, as I was talking about, she gets kind of uh, flown out of her kingdom, basically with a dragon. Um, she adopts a baby. Then she tries to raise the baby, but you know it gets to a certain point where the child uh, looks the same age as her. Right then, it's like real awkward because it's like instead of them being obviously mother and son, it's like well, are they lovers or are they? Brothers and sisters, and it gets really ambiguous. And you know, for the child, it's kind of really、um, kind of weird or stressful, or he doesn't really know how to feel about these things, especially since her mother isn't actually her real mother, right? It's like this otherworldly being. And eventually, the the son gets older, or looks older than the mother, and older and older and older.、Um, Until it's like her son is this like frail old man, and her mother is still this like young looking beautiful, twenty year old woman. I don't know. It's just to me when I think about that, it's like, it's so sad, in a way. Like it's so. There's this feeling of longing. Like this eternal, this feeling of eternity. It's like that you can never really understand each other like that. Like there's always just gonna be this barrier between an immortal being and a human being. That it's like for that little bit of life that you have together, where it felt good, and it felt normal, you know, quote unquote, and it felt nice and loving. It's like that time is so precious, and it's so valuable, and it's so like it's so delicious, it's so rich, it's so beautiful. Because it's going to be such a short amount of time in the bigger span span of things that you know when you get to a certain point where you're you just outgrow each other completely. It's like well, that time is gone, and it's like. Are you gonna spend your time being so worried and so stressed and so caught up in everything, or are you just gonna take the time to really appreciate how precious every moment is? <laughs> and I think、um, things like you know the the overview effect and movies and films and artworks and masterpieces like this. I don't know. I I I just find it, it provides a really nice perspective into the beauty and the richness of human life.、Hmm. It's like in Troy, the movie, Brad Pitt is all like, "The gods envy us. The gods envy us because they realize because we are mortal, everything is more beautiful because we are doomed." You know.
And it's like, look, we are those mortal people. We are those people with very precious, small, fragile lives that perhaps we have a tendency to throw away for all the unnecessary drama that we put into our lives when we can really be appreciating the gift, the preciousness of life, you know? (laughs) I don't know. Um, Another series I finished recently was this cartoon called Invincible, which basically is a superhero cartoon, but again, it it deals with um, kind of these, like, uh, these two alien creatures. Um, Well, it's like a superhero from another planet, kind of like Superman, I guess. And, you know, they're super strong, they can fly and everything, and super strength, uh, and they're, they're, they're immortal, you know, they live for thousands of years. Um, and I, I guess the the guy, uh, Omni-Man, which is like a Superman, I suppose, from this universe, he, he comes into Earth, and his original, uh, this, this is a bit of a spoiler, by the way, so if you're gonna watch this, you might not want to hear this, but eventually he was sent here to, well, take over the planet, uh, essentially, but he kind of gets caught up a little bit in the day-to-day earthly matters, you know, he falls in love, he has a kid, and everything, and for him, it was like, it was kind of like a fun little pastime, like, his mission ultimately is to take over the Earth and make it a part of his original planet's kingdom, but I guess he kind of got caught up a little bit in the fun, cute things that Earth has, and he uh, has a family and has a child and, and, and stuff like that, but then, kind of like nearing the end of the series, he's like, okay, well, cool, this was a fun little experience, my wife, who he kind of feels she has more of a pet than anything else, he's like, okay, cool, I had a child, I had a wife, I had this experience, like, whatever, this was great, but in the grand scheme of things, this is just a speck of my life, of everything that I'm going to do in my life, this is just a speck, it really doesn't matter, like, about this wife, if I'm going to lose her, if I love her now, it's like, it's so insignificant, compared to how long I'll live. That he just... It's like, who cares, you know? Um, Yeah, I had fun, but... I'm not gonna stress over all the tiny little things, I suppose, that makes human being so stressed out like there's such a bigger picture in terms of how i, I guess in his, in his case how life how bigger life is than just these day-to-day things um that that you know human beings get so caught up with but also in the end i actually i think this is the point i'm trying to make um well his son who's half him right half of his alien species is also very strong very immortal but because he was raised on earth he has very much an earthling's perspective on how live on how life is and he get you know he obviously gets up in a day-to-day human dramas right uh but his dad was trying to convince him that look stop getting caught up in all this human bullshit you are this superior alien being with a much bigger mission with a much bigger picture than just these little human things that you're so concerned with. You need to realize your 
your destiny, I suppose, your true power. But obviously, the son being raised on earth, he has no concept of that. He doesn't feel that at all. So obviously, he fights his father. But his father, being much older than him, overpowers him to the point where he was about to kill him. But then, right before the father was about to deal his final blow, he remembers all the little little moments that his child had, that he had with his child. Like for example, watching him play baseball. And he was all you know. And while he was watching baseball, he was like, "Oh, what's the point of watching?" This little insignificant sport—it's so pointless. Like, who gives a shit, right? But his wife kind of convinces him. Like, look, it's like his—you know—it doesn't matter about how insignificant the child is or the sport is. It's like his child is trying really hard, and he knows he's weak, or or maybe he doesn't know. But it's like you know, he he is weak or he is fragile, but he still tries his really hard to make the best out of it, kind of thing. And I guess in that moment, the father has a different perspective on. On life, and he's like, "Oh wow, I, I guess you're right." And he really cheers, and he really feels for his son's、uh, efforts, and you know, hitting the ball and and baseball, and and he remembers his memory as as he's about to kill his son in their kind of ultimate showdown, and he pulls back, and then he leaves Earth because he's like, "Whoa, I I can't deal with this anymore," <laughs> and I guess it just it just shows how. At the end of the day, even if you are some eternal immortal beings that live for a really long time, all we have are these like little precious moments that we experience day to day that really makes life worth living. It's like even if you're a mortal being that's lived thousands of years, like there could just be one little moment watching your son play baseball that just changes your life or that impacts you in a way that you would never have expected. And that was so much more precious than being some immortal being that can live thousands of years. You know, it's <sighs> it's these little things that makes life so beautiful and so precious that I feel like we ought to we ought to treasure more. We ought to not take for. Granted that perhaps we often do, because this is what life really is all about. At the end of the day, these fleeting, transient, mortal moments of beauty and connection and love—that's what makes life life. <laughs> and sometimes, when you see it from such a bigger picture perspective, you realize that it's like, wow, why are we getting so caught up in all the fucking bullshit, and not at all taking for gratitude what is really beautiful and important at the end of the day? <clears throat> and I just want to share another anime I watched that kind of also gave me this overview kind of effect.、Um, The 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 anime was called Vivi, Fluorite Eye Song.、Um, and essentially, well, this time it's about AI, and it's about this AI that kind of、um, I suppose goes back in time、um, to change the future because in the future AI destroys everyone and kills everyone. So,、um, well, actually, I think even that point doesn't really matter. But kind of in the beginning, you know, as she was originally built, she was built to be a musician. 
robot, so to speak.、Um, and she meets a little girl who thinks she's really cool, and the little girl really tries to cheer her on. But obviously, as she、uh, as time passes, the the robot obviously doesn't grow any old. She looks the same as she ever does. But the child gets older and older and older until she she passes away, or she has a son, and then the son gets older and older and older, and you know all the robots left with is like kind of this eternal observer of life. And what's really sad is like when you see it from the robot's perspective, and you know how all the juicy, loving connections that human beings kind of have, the robot. Can't really have any of that because she's a robot. All she can do is perceive other human beings' trials and tribulations as they go through all the highs and all the lows and all the connections that they have along their lifespan of you know childhood, adulthood, being old, and and all of that, and like how beautiful and how. What's the word? I don't know how glorious, or maybe not glorious, but just how divine all of that is. And it's sad because the robot can't never experience <laughs> any of that ultimately. And it's like when because she's the main character, and you see it from her perspective, you're like God. Even though I'm this like immortal being, that's kind of like perfect, and we don't need to worry about like food or money or anything. Like we can just kind of survive and just be okay and just observe and experience everything. But ultimately, we still cannot experience it to the degree that a weak, feeble, mortal human being can. And oh, what I would give to just be able to be mortal like that, you know. Because really, that's what it feels like when you put yourself from the robot's perspective. It's like, yeah, well, I might be super good at stuff. I might be able to connect to this mass AI network and get infinite knowledge, and I'd be I'm so good at all of these different things, and I'm so efficient, and I'm so amazing, and you know, all of these like physical, material things that I far exceed that of a human being. But at the end of the day. None of that fucking matters because I still cannot have the connections and the love and the feelings and the experiences and the emotions that a human being, that a inferior quote unquote human being, can have. And oh, that's all I long for at the end of the day is to just experience what it means, what it feels like to be human. And I think that's just so—it's just so beautiful, you know. It's oh, it makes you want to cry. It's like you cannot believe, you cannot fathom how how beautiful life is, how absolutely precious and valuable. Really is. Oh, and also,、um, 
in in the Invincible cartoon, there is a robot character in it um, who turns out isn't actually a robot, but um, it was like this really kind of a uh, deformed human being, like really deformed. That but but the kind of like really deformed, but a really genius kind of uh, like Stephen Hawking's kind of style, if you will. Um, that he was basically living life via a Neuralink through a robot. So he was kind of like basically using the robot as like VR, right? And he was living the life through the robot. And of course, a robot was really good at doing stuff and et cetera, et cetera. But um, it gets to a certain point where he meets someone, he kind of falls in love, right? He's like, well, I don't want to be... I don't want to be living my life through a robot. I want to live as a as a bona fide human being, flesh and bone, so that I can experience love and all of these great things. So essentially, he he creates a new body by cloning someone else, and then he basically puts his consciousness, well, he copies his consciousness from his like old kind of fetal like uh, broken body into this new healthy body. Kind of like Ghost in the Shell, if you've ever seen that. Because he wants to experience what it is to be human. But actually, the crux of it, which is actually even more sad, is like, even though he copied his mind into the new healthy body, his original body doesn't change. It doesn't change anything. But he's able to give, I suppose, his mind... um, or at least a copy of it, the experience that he's always wanted. And basically afterwards, after he copied his mind into the new body, he dies. Um, with the wish that his new body can live the life that he always wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to this idea, this feeling of like, all, all we want is all we really want, actually, if you really break it down, and this is the thing we take for granted, all we really want is to have this precious transient human experience, this beautiful human experience that that's what we're all here for. We want to have this experience, this precious, precious fragile experience this is what we all want at the end of the day this love this connection this ability to feel and connect and to try to love that's what we want yet we get so caught up in all the bullshit and all the drama and all the separation all the division that we completely lose the fact, lose sight of why we really want to be here, of how amazing this life can actually be if we're able to just see it as such. So I hope with this podcast, maybe I'm able to give you a little bit of that perspective and to help you treasure a life more to bring more gratitude to your life because that's definitely what i've gotten from these shows from 
you know, these concepts such as the overview effect. Yeah, it really makes you see the grander, grander image here, you know. Oh, and of course, there's a movie called AI, which is quite an old movie. And, well, it's about this AI robot child that is, of course, very smart and very, you know, and is built in all the ways that a human being is like. But he can't eat, he can't, well, do a lot of the human things. So all he wants is to become human. And he goes on this, like, epic quest to find the Blue Fairy, which is... The blue fairy from Pinocchio that turns Pinocchio into a real boy. And again, Pinocchio, even though he's like this like immortal freaking um, puppet, you know, um, creative with magic, all he wants to do is just be a bona fide mortal human being, right? So same with this robot. He goes searching in this really sad kind of almost desperate search for the blue fairy, like hopeless, sorry, not, not desperate, hopeless search for a magical creature that can help him turned into a human being right and of course it's the it's not gonna happen there's no there was no magic in that world for you to really do that and eventually i guess he finds blue fairy which was like um uh basically like a statue or um a uh, what would you call it like a like a display i suppose from an amusement park you know made out of plastic and everything just um kind of to greet people as they come in or whatever. And he finds her at the bottom of the ocean and he just repeats over and over, oh, I want to be a human being. I wish to be I wish to be a real boy. I wish to be a real boy and stuff. And I think he does that for like thousands of years or something or however long until before he runs out of power and shuts down. And then I think at the end of the film, well, basically, it's, it's gotten to a point so far in the future where aliens have come and taken over the earth or or maybe human beings have just evolved to this like, alien-like state as what we might perceive it to be um i forgot the point i was gonna make but i think it's something along the lines of it's like well you don't need to worry about the human experience anymore uh we're now all kind of like this intergalactic species um and we're doing all of these things. It's like, oh, it's yeah. I think it's if anything, it's like, well, the the period of experiencing, you know, the, the trials and tribulations of being a human being are over. It's like we're now kind of this very clean, very refined race, and there's no more like longing for these things that we're on longing for on Earth anymore. You know, and it's like, oh, okay, well, it it's chill. It's kind of like whatever now. Like, okay, well, that's cool. I guess that's kind of a relief in a way. Um, but at the same time, it's also a shame because it's like that precious little time we had to experience being human. It was so short. It was so precious. It was so transient. <laughs> that if you didn't experience it, if you didn't make the most of it, it's like, well... Well, that sucks to be you, man, like, because it's actually really rare, you know, it's a really rare experience in the grand scheme of things to be here and to experience these things. So uh, basically make the most of it, you know, TLDR, you know, for this whole episode is uh, don't take your life for granted. 
make the most of it because it really is a beautiful, precious life that we ought to treasure. And I wish, I so wish, I can have this perspective all the time and I can see my world through this lens because I think I'll be able to have such a, <laughs> a better life, such a uh, such a more loving, not stressful, beautiful life. Uh, but I suppose a lot of that beauty comes with all the suffering as well, right? So who's to say what's right or wrong? But I think it's important for us to not forget what we're really here for. <laughs>